now serving F-27 at DMV window number 16. Okay, Rose, we're second in line. Perfect, Rose. You remembered the birth certificate? Yes, and we have our electric bill. Excellent. We'll be Real ID ready in no time. Real ID ready to visit our grandson, Ricky, at Fort Bragg, then fly to New Orleans for Jazz Fest. Pardon me, are you talking to yourself? <laughs> I'm sorry. I guess I am. Talk yourself into Real ID readiness by May 3rd, 2023. Make a plan at dhs.gov slash realid. Hello! Good morning! Something is going on with my headphones. Zach, am I coming through okay? Hello? Hello, good morning. It's Sunday morning. And let me just fix this, folks. I, I've never had this happen before, but something is going on with my headphones and I'm not getting the feedback that I want. It's a beautiful day out there. If you're listening and you have questions, please give me a call this morning. Let me know that the radio is working. 1-800-TALK-WGY. 1-800-825-5949. That's 1-800-825-5949. So it is beautiful out there. Every weekend, it seems like I'm telling you just how gorgeous it is i know some of you are still in bed and if you haven't opened up the shades yet take my word for it it is going to be a beautiful sunny morning and you will love it but don't love it too soon not just yet wait till nine o'clock let's let's get through this show let's get through the callers questions let me get you pointed in the right direction. Remember, you get one opportunity to retire, one. And if you aren't prepared, you can't go back and make up for that. So I want to make sure that you're prepared. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. So we had a little downer of a week this week in the stock market. And a lot of people are asking about the presidential election. Folks, whatever happens in November, Whoever our next president is, don't worry about it. Forget about it. Believe me, the stock markets, they may have a little bit of volatility, but they will recover. Remember, three and a half years ago, the volatility lasted about 10 hours. By the time the markets opened up the day after Election Day, all of a sudden, when so many people and gurus, I mean, these are supposed to be smart people, economists, that, that, that predict the future. And some of them said, the stock market wouldn't recover for 10 years. We're, we're, we're never getting out from underneath this. Oh, my God, the world's coming to an end. Well, as I said, it lasted overnight. And by the time the stock market's open, the stock market's forgot about it. And you should forget about it as well, because whoever our next president is, the stock market may have some volatility. Who knows? We don't know. More than likely, we'll have a little bit of volatility, whoever it is. But the stock market trades on the fundamentals. Jobs, are we putting people back to work? Businesses, are they closing? Are they staying open? Corporate earnings, have they slipped or are they able to hang in there with COVID-19? The economy as a whole. And then are we in a recession? Did we come out of a recession? It seems like this recession that we were in beginning on February 19th lasted only a few weeks because holy cow we came out of that recession as fast as we went into it it may have been not only was it the the quickest market correction on the books but it was i think the the 
the shortest lived recession on the books as well. And here we are. The markets have um, recovered about 50% from the bottom. Remember, the markets went down about 34% from February 19th to March 23rd. That means that it takes a little bit more for it to come up, just do the mathematics. So we're up about 50%. NASDAQ is up about just, just about 74%. And that's a beautiful thing. And the week, you know, the S&P fell 2.5%, closing at 33.41. The Dow Jones Industrial Average closed just about 468 points down, 1.7% to close at 27.66. And NASDAQ, the NASDAQ Composite, dropped about 4.1% to close at 10,854. And as I said, this is the second week where we had some losses in the stock market, and that's okay. I sang a little bit yesterday. I won't do it today, but what goes up must come down, right? Spinning wheel. You remember that song, and this is no different. Stocks don't just go up, and they went up fast and furious, so it's only healthy that they come back a little bit. Believe it or not, to let some air out of the top performing stocks, especially in NASDAQ, where the top 10 performing stocks made up just about 90% of its return. I mean, just think about that. 10 stocks account for 90% of the return. When you look at the NASDAQ Composite Index, up 21% year-to-date, even after two weeks of slight losses. And the NASDAQ 100 Composite, up 27% year-to-date. Those are the top 100 companies. When you buy QQQ, triple Qs, you're buying the top 100 companies that are part of the NASDAQ Composite. There's 3,300 companies in the NASDAQ Composite. So NASDAQ has done well. The broad stock market index up 3.4% year-to-date. And the Russell 2000, which is a blend of small and mid-cap stocks, down 10.3%, having a hard time getting out of its own way. And for those of you that follow the Dow Jones Industrial Average, I don't, but a lot of people do. It's a popular index. Everybody wants to know what the Dow did. And I said, why? It's only 30 companies. Look at the S&P 500 index. That's 505 companies. Yep, trivia question. How many companies are part of the S&P 500? There's 505 companies. Why? Look at Berkshire Hathaway, two class shares. Look at Google, two class shares. So that all adds up to 505 companies. And the Dow is just 30 companies, and it's a different index. The Dow year-to-date down 3.1% compared to that S&P 500 up 3.4, a swing of about 6%. And that's, you know, that, that, that's important. When you're looking at your returns, remember, look at um, your returns and compare it to the S&P, not the Dow. And if you haven't asked your advisor how you're doing, ask he or she. Ask them. They're being paid. If they tell you they're not being paid, fire them because they're lying to you. They're being paid. If they sell you an annuity and they say, oh, you're not paying me. Oh, my God, they're being paid 6% commission. If you put a $100,000 in an annuity, that broker is making $6,000. Don't let he or she tell you they're not being paid. If they put you in mutual funds, especially B-class shares, that's back-end loaded. Not only are you paying just skyrocket internal management fees, and there's internal management fees in all exchange-traded funds, mutual funds, annuities. Believe me, when they tell you you're not paying them, you are paying them. And more than likely, if they're telling you you're not paying them, you're paying them dearly. Fire them.
everybody gets paid. Everybody has to get paid. There's no free lunch, folks. I'm going to call it like it is. I'm a fiduciary. That means all I care about is what's right for my clients. So, um, you know, when, 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 when you're talking to your advisor next, and if you haven't talked to your advisor lately, it's funny. We have a new client this past week. And we asked him, well, how many times has your advisor reached out to you through the COVID-19? And they said, not only has my advisor not reached out to us, we don't even know who our advisor is. Supposedly, the advisor we had retired to Florida, and we're, we have a new advisor we've never heard from. I said, how long has this been going on? Oh, a few years. Folks, that's not right. That's not right at all. You need to hear from your advisor. They're being paid to manage your wealth and make them work for it. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. Angie Gavin, my client concierge, your client concierge, if you're a client of ours. Angie says, I am coming across loud and clear. Thank you, Angie. You know, on a Sunday morning, and it's beautiful out there today, folks. If you're in bed, open up the blinds. If you're having a cup of coffee, you know, put on a second cup of coffee. Let's sit back, relax, and let's talk about your money and any questions that you have. Give me a call, 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. So what could happen this this presidential election cycle? November 3rd, I think, is election day. Whether it's Donald Trump or Joe Biden, you know what? When you go back and you look at history, the first year of a new presidential term is usually one of the worst years. So next year, no matter who gets in, if history repeats itself, and sometimes it does, sometimes we just learn from from history. Um, but that, that presidential cycle, the first year is usually the weakest, you know, especially if it's a new president. New president has to kind of roll up their sleeves, get into it, and see what's going on. Um, you know, the Dow and the S&P, you know, if, if, if you think about it, that first year of a new presidential election, 45% of the time, 45% of the time um, is usually rocky. So it's 50-50 almost, right? Um, the odds of a decline in any other year is about 30%. That means the stock market, folks, is up more than it's down. I keep saying this. If you look over the last 37 years, the stock market was up 29 of the 37 years. There were eight years where the stock market was down. The average swing, high to low, peak to trough, 14%. I keep repeating that that statistic every now and then because it's important for investors if they're invested in the stock market to know that stocks don't just go up they go up they go down they go up they go down they go sideways you get the picture it's like a roller coaster ride sometimes but over time stocks is the best performing asset class stocks have have outperformed bonds cash commodities gold whatever it might be real estate Stocks is the best performing asset class. And if you have time on your side, don't be afraid of the stock market, no matter what the headlines are. If this isn't uh, a year to to prove that right with the horrific headlines day in, day out, we still continue to see the horrific headlines. We don't know what to expect this winter. Who knows? I don't have a crystal ball. Nobody does. But the stock market will recover. It has recovered from anything and everything handed its way and I don't 
foresee that changing. So if you have time on your side, don't be afraid to be in the stock market. And any money you need over the next year or two, get it out of the stock market now while we're near all-time highs. Don't get greedy. If you need money over the next year or two, the next couple years, take it out of the stock market now. Don't try to, you know, be cute and try to get that last return, that last positive um, percentage point out of the stock market because you never know when the stock market could correct itself again and go into a bear market. You never know when that next recession is lurking around the corners. You just don't. I guarantee you they're out there. Corrections, bear markets, recessions are out there. I guarantee you that. I guarantee you the stock market will go down. It absolutely will go down again and again and again. So when 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 you look at this year, you know, if you, if, if you just woke up and you were up 3.4%, you'd say, hey, holy cow, not that bad of a year. You know, after last year, remember, folks, if you were invested all last year, the S&P was up 32%, 32. You're up 3.4 this year. So for, the, for, 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 for those, um, you know, 20 months, let's call it, you know, you're up 36%. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. Apple did not have a good week. You know, remember, I said over the last few weeks that the big dogs either have to come down and meet the rest of the troops or the rest of the stocks in the stock market have to rise to meet those those top performers. And we've seen some air come out of stocks. When you look this week, just, just this past week, Google, you know, down just about 4%. Amazon Facebook down about 6%, Apple down about 8%. I don't know what's going to happen on, on this coming week, but it's okay. And, you know, some of these stocks I like. I'm not, I'm not afraid to own Apple. It's one of the only stocks that some of our clients have in their portfolio. Amazon, too. You know, face it, folks. Are you looking to rush into a shopping mall anytime too soon? whether it be the COVID-19 or any of the other headlines that we read about, who, who's looking to rush into a mall? You're not going to a movie theater anytime too soon. You're not going to a sporting event, that's for sure. You're not going anywhere where there's a crowd of people. You think Amazon's going to slow down? I, I foresee Amazon getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And I also see retailers like Walmart, Target, and so many other retailers that are going to, you know, up their game and get into this online business fast and, 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 and furious. They, they need to keep up with the Amazon out there because that's what people are doing. They're shopping. They are shopping online, having it delivered. That's our future. I don't foresee that slowing down. So Amazon's one of those stocks where I just, I don't foresee it. You know, taking any, any, um, you know, having it bad. So when you see a correction in good stocks like Apple or Amazon, don't be afraid to nibble. If it's down 10% in Apple on Tuesday, hit a 10% correction. NASDAQ, I'm sorry, hit a 10% correction on, on Tuesday. 
once again, you know, that that, that might have been a good buying opportunity. Who knows? Maybe this week it will go down another 5%, 10%. I don't know. But when you see that volatility, if it's a position you want in your portfolio long term, when you see them go down, take advantage of that. Those are buying opportunities. Peloton. How many of you out there, raise your hands, have a Peloton? I'm trying to figure out if I can put one in the house because I'm, I, you know, I've been, when you get to be my age, you got to take care of yourself. So I found this studio one-on-one. -on -one. I'm the only one in the studio up in Saratoga, refined training. And it's just me and this son of a gun trainer who beats me up. I go three times a week, 30 minutes in and out. The most grueling 30 minutes I've ever seen. But I'd love to buy a Peloton. I just can't figure out where where to put it because I don't think anybody's going into a gym anytime too soon. Peloton is, you know, if you don't think they're going to continue to sell bikes and they're going to get into other things, then you look at Zooms, Lack, um, you know, some of these other technology companies. Once again, folks, we're working remotely and we're working remotely remarkably well. And I'm not just speaking for my team because my team is doing an absolutely spectacular job taking care of our clients, bringing on new clients, doing it. You, you wouldn't know if they're in the office or, or, or sitting on their back patio working. And I'm so proud of myself to be able to keep them safe and out of harm's way. And I protect my clients as well. We don't want our clients coming in and getting sick. We don't know who may have that virus. And I know maybe I'm buying into the conspiracy theory and I, sh I need to relax. But listen, I have an unbelievable team. I have 11 professionals that, 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 that I care for, my work family, and I love them. Professionally speaking, I truly love them. Or as my wife says, I think you love Angie Gavin more than you love me. And I got to change the subject because Angie Gavin does so much for our clients and for, for all of us in the office. So do I want any of them getting sick? Absolutely not. And working remotely is working out pretty good. I've invested so much in technology. It's allowed us to do so much, so much. And I don't think people are going back to work. I said yesterday, I talked to a guy who owns a bunch of parking lots. You know, you don't think about all the businesses being affected by this COVID-19. He says, listen, nobody's coming to work. Nobody's coming downtown to shop, to eat, to do anything. Our parking lots are empty on filing bankruptcy. And all of a sudden, it's like, wow, there's another business you don't think about. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. That's 1-800-825-5949. Any questions you have, folks, give me a call. Any questions whatsoever. So, you know, you know I don't, I don't advocate investors investing in individual stocks for their entire portfolio. I really don't. I'm okay with some of our clients want a couple stocks here or there. But, I mean, just think about it. If you got on that Tesla bandwagon, you know, I keep saying if you, if you liked it at the beginning of the year when it went up 400%, now all of a sudden it's down by a third, you know, <laughs> why didn't you get – why didn't you load up on those shares – at the beginning of the year when they were so low. 
So many people, it's that herd mentality. They wait till something does well. And once something does well, they want to pile on. That's not how you want to invest. Usually when things are down and out, go back to what I said a few moments ago about a stock going through a correction for whatever. If it's a good stock, if, it's, if, it, if it has a good product, good service, good management, and it gets beaten up, and you always wanted it in the portfolio, take advantage of it being beaten up. Or if it's an ETF, you know, if NASDAQ, you always wanted it in your portfolio on Tuesday, it was down 10% from the high. That's not a bad entry point. But as I said, it could go down 15% or 20%. Remember, it went down 40% from its high back in February and March. You just never know when that next correction, that next bear market's going to come. This is why you have to be so careful in how you invest. We always want to buy low, sell high. Sometimes it's easy to buy, hard to sell. You know, so many people get profits, they're afraid of paying taxes. Don't be afraid of paying taxes. It's a beautiful thing to write that check to Uncle Sam. That means you made money. You got to give a little bit back. Right? That's the fair thing to do in this country is pay your fair share of taxes. There's only two things that are guaranteed, death and taxes, as the saying goes. And if you made some money in an in investment and you want to kind of rebalance your portfolio, it's okay to pay some taxes. It's better than waiting till you have a loss and then you have a write-off. Then you can only write off. Remember, if you have a loss in a stock, you can write off 100% of that loss against 100% of gains in the stock market. 100%. That means if you have a $10,000 loss in this stock and you have a $10,000 gain in another stock and you sell them both, poof, that gain is wiped out. You don't pay anything in taxes. Now, above and beyond the gains, you can only write off a loss $3,000 of income. So once again, is, is over the next few months, the, you know, when you look at the um, year-end planning, take a look at your portfolio. Wipe out any gains that you have with any losses that you have. And you can only, you know, take $3,000 of, of income. Now, unfortunately, Uncle Sam doesn't let you do that with gains. If you have $100,000 of gains, you're going to be taxed on that, folks. They don't limit it to $3,000 of gains, only on losses. Uncle Sam needs their money. You get the picture. If you have a profit and you want to sell that that's investment to get into something else, you're going to have to pay tax. There's no getting around it, and that's okay. We're coming up to the bottom of the hour, the news break. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. Any questions you have, folks? I would love love to get you pointed in the right direction and hopefully help you out. Remember, you get that one opportunity to retire. It's my job to hopefully allow you to, to make the right decisions, financially speaking, so that you can retire and have that quality of life during retirement that you always wanted to have. So any questions you have on this beautiful Sunday morning, a little cool, but that's all right. You know, it's nice. Oh. It's been more than a year since the pandemic turned healthcare upside down. I'm Jody Lesh. Join me for Ahead in Health, where we explore the questions that matter most about the future of healthcare. 
Listen to Ahead in Health wherever you get your podcasts. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Opening up the windows, isn't it? It's so refreshing. Some of you are still in bed and, you know, call me with questions. 1-800-825-5949. On the other side of the news break, I will pick up your call and get you pointed in the right direction. Hello, and welcome back for the second half of Let's Talk Money. Thank you for tuning in, folks, on this beautiful Sunday morning. Thank you for hanging in through the news, and I would love to talk to you. I would love to get you pointed in the right direction. Any questions you have, give me a call, 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. Let's kick the morning off with Steve and Troy, my hometown. Hello, Steve. Hi, hi Mr. Boucher. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I had a question. Uh, Biden had said that uh, if he's elected, he would abolish shareholders. Um, I was just wondering, how is that possible, and, and why would he do such a thing? Uh, you know, remember, See, I'm a blank in the political world, Steve, and I always say I'm not Republican, I'm not Democrat. I only vote for who I think will lie to me the least. These politicians are going to tell you for the next several weeks anything and everything that you want to hear in order for you to vote for them. That's what this game is all about. And they can't abolish shareholders. Are you kidding me? Now, listen, Elizabeth Warren hates Wall Street. A lot of these Democrats hate people that that are successful. But God darn it. Thank God we have people that are successful that are able to start businesses, run businesses, grow businesses so that we can employ people more and more and more as the businesses are successful. It's got to start somewhere. We're not a socialist country. We can't live off of the government. And it's capitalism that allows this country to create the jobs. And that's what we need. We need the economy to grow in order to kind of, you know, relieve us from from the debt that that we're under and the deficit. I said yesterday, we got a $3 trillion deficit this year. It was projected at one trillion it's now three trillion and by the end of the year it's probably going to be more than that because the government is printing money left and right in order to keep the economy afloat so with all of that being said don't listen to these politicians really go with your heart vote for who you think will lie to you the least that's what i do and i'm not here to pick one candidate over over the other but they may say this to get elected, but then all of a sudden, once they're sitting in that seat on, what is it, January 18th, 19th, 20th, whatever, they're going to realize that, wow, I got a lot of power and I got to make sure I don't mess this up. So I don't think they're going to abolish shareholders, although they, they, they talk a big game. Anyway, Steve, yeah, thanks for yeah. the question. Um, 
stay safe, stay healthy, and enjoy Troy, as they say. I love Troy, my hometown. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. We have Joseph on hold. Hello, Joseph. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well this morning. How about you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much. So I have two questions for you. Uh, One is commodities-related, and the other is uh, Roth IRA-related. I'm just wondering, um, we've been doing pretty well uh, with commodities, with uh, metals and mining. Um, You know, we took a bath a while back, but we've held long, and a lot of those stocks have come back, and some of them are actually quite positive at this point, as I'm sure you're aware. Just curious, how invested are you guys in those types of commodities like metals and mining? Obviously, they're hugely volatile. Um, Are you at all invested, just a little bit, or not at all? I can't lie to you, Joseph, so I'm going to tell you the truth. We're not invested in commodities at all. I haven't been invested in commodities since I think it was 2010. Um, you know, if you look at the S&P 500 index up 3.4%, but if you look at the commodity index down 3.5%. So once again, there's like a 6 right. 7% swing there. And commodities will do well when the world does well, because obviously, especially emerging market countries that really drive a lot of the use of commodities. And I just don't, you know, I could could be a Debbie Downer here, Joseph, and I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, but I I think just take the the U.S. economy. The U.S. economy is not doing as well as, as you would think by looking at the stock market. We are, and I and I keep pointing this out because I don't want it to be a surprise to people when all of a sudden, these, in hindsight, everything's crystal clear. I will never, ever say, <clears throat> let me take a qu- <clears throat> quick break. All right. Well, folks, Doing the radio for 25 years, and that's the first time any caller got me choked up. Joseph, you got me all choked up. Um, but don't 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 take it the wrong way. I, I'm sipping on a nice coffee, and I went down the wrong pipe, as they say. So anyway, Joseph, um, commodities is is something that will do well when the emerging market countries do well, and. Whether we think a second wave of this virus is coming or not, I, I don't know. When you look at, at the statistics, what is there now? Almost 30 million people affected by, by, by this virus over, um, you know, around the world. And we have, you know, holy cow, you know, just almost a, a million deaths. Um, you know, in this country, it's 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 pretty staggering the numbers. So if that comes back in a second wave, and if and it's a big if, the second wave is worse than the first wave. You're going to see a lot of these countries go back into a recession and maybe lockdown, and that's not good. So that's one reason why we're not investing in commodities. We just don't. It's also a reason why we we are not. We have absolutely no money invested overseas developed international emerging markets we don't have any money invested overseas and you know I, I like the United States for a lot of reasons I like 
the, the companies. And if I need exposure overseas, remember, when you take the mega caps, these are the big stocks that make up um, the S&P 500 index, the really mega cap stocks. They get about 40, 50, 60 percent of their revenue from overseas countries. So we get exposure that way. The only commodity that's really doing well, and you can pick out a few here and there, gold you know gold sitting at nineteen hundred and thirty seven dollars an ounce it's come a long way it was just it seemed like a few months ago eleven hundred dollars an ounce and it really had a rally if inflation comes back and rears its ugly head this is one of the commodities that usually does well and with all the money that this country is printing inflation could very well come back and rear its ugly head in an ugly way and gold may do well now some people buy gold when they get scared but I always say what are you going to do take it to Stewart's and shave a couple um you know shavings in order to buy milk and bread there's got to be a buyer and a seller in order for the price of gold to to match up so usually when there's gloom and doom on the horizon people will flock to gold as a safe haven a safe asset the same as they do for U.S. Treasury bonds. When when you buy U.S. Treasury bonds, it usually drives the price up and the yield down. There's an inverse relationship. The U.S. 10-year Treasury note right now is yielding about 0.63%. Not much money um, to lock up your money for 10 years. Um, oil down 38%. Another commodity. You know, look at $37 a, a barrel down 38%. So if you hit it right, if you get the right commodity, now that doesn't mean go and flock into gold right now. We are not. So to answer your question, Joseph, we don't own any commodities. What was your second question? Did I lose Joseph? Joseph, come on back. You said you had a second question. 1-800-TALK-WGY. 1-800-825-5949. Let's go to Will in Scotia. Hello, Will. Hi. Um, how you doing? I'm doing great. Um, yeah, I had a couple questions. I'll do them together. Um, one is like for a retiree, like say you're 65, and and you know, I hear you talk about this QQQ a lot, and it dropped down like to purchase it at like 282 or something. Um, is that a reasonable uh you know assumption that that i mean it looks like a good selection of stocks yeah so i love qqq i've owned it in my clients portfolios i've been overweighted for over 15 years and <laughs> i haven't had any clients that that have been upset that they've had QQQ. Now remember, QQQ is volatile on the upside and downside. It's it's a a index that when you when you look at QQQ, will um, you know it's 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 a United States based index with about 64% invested in technology, 22% invested in consumer cyclicals, 7% in healthcare, and about three and a half percent in non cyclicals. The top holdings. Apple represents 14%, Amazon 11%, Google just about 7, 8%, Facebook 4.5%, Microsoft 11%, Tesla now 3%, Nvidia almost 3%, Adobe 2%, PayPal almost 2%. The top 10 holdings that I just read, 
represent about 57% of that index. So why do we own it? We own it. It's one of our growth holdings because mostly they're growth companies. And the companies that make up the, the NASDAQ today are different than the companies that made up NASDAQ at the turn of the century. If you remember when we had the dot-com bubble burst back in 2000, 2001, 2002, those companies are forever gone. I think a, a company like Google is going to disappear. Amazon is going to disappear. Microsoft or even Facebook, PayPal, you know, we're doing more and more and more from our phones. These companies aren't disappearing, but they're technology companies. And as I said in the first half of the show, Will, the top 10 performing stocks have accounted for 90% of its return. So be careful. Don't go rushing out to buy that index now because this could go through more of a correction and you may get a better uh, 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 bigger bite at the apple no pun intended because apple represents 14 percent of the portfolio but you might get another bite at that apple when it goes down more the areas that you may want to think about right now would be areas like you know we 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 are equally weighted with NASDAQ as we are with the S&P 500 index. The difference is in the S&P 500 index, um, the, the total representation of technology right now, because, because there's just so much growth in those big companies, 34%, healthcare is 14%, financials are 12%. Financials are beaten up pretty good. In the S&P, Apple represents almost 7%, Microsoft almost 6%, Amazon almost 5%. So you're still going to get representation of those stocks, but in a broader way, you're going to get more consumer non-cyclicals. You're going to get some utilities, energies, telecommunications, real estate. And that's a broader way. But where I'm going with this is one of the holdings that we own that um, we we love because these companies are going to to really shine it's what we call the mega cap value fund vanguard is is the manager of this it's the vanguard mega cap value fund now when you look 25 percent is healthcare, 20 percent is financials the top holdings johnson and johnson berkshire hathaway procter and gamble united health jp morgan and financials have really taken it on the on the chin um, Pfizer, Verizon, you get the picture. The top 10 holdings in this represent about 27% of, of all the holdings. And it's a pretty good, you know, it, it's a pretty good, the, the PE ratio of value companies right now is in the teens, whereas for growth companies, it's almost 30. And you, you, you really have to put that in perspective. So these growth companies have gone through the roof. And another area, before I let you go, Will, is financials. Financials year-to-date is down about 20%. Energy's down 45%, but not, we're not even thinking about investing in energy, although we are thinking about dabbling in some financials because they've been beaten up so much. And that's what you want to do when it comes to investing. You don't want to do and invest in the companies that have done well all the time. You want to look for those companies that have been beaten up because everything comes full cycle. So, Kind of think about that before you rush into NASDAQ. Tuesday, we hit a 10% correction from the high. I was wondering, um, I'll let, I'm going to let you go, but I'm going to just ask a, a quick comment. You can, I'm going to listen to you on the radio on uh, consumer cyclical 
cyclicals like uh, I don't know if it's X L Y or volatility. I mean, is that something that? And I'm going to hang up and listen to you on the radio. Yeah, well, you know, not not, not to be um, you know, X L Y by the way is the discretionary um holding um and you know obviously when 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 the economy does well if if you want to buy an etf where people are out spending money discretionary money you want to do this 34 percent of its retail and the top holdings amazon represents almost 25 percent folks if you want to buy amazon and you don't want to buy it directly buy xly 25% is Amazon, and then you have 12% Home Depot, 6.5% McDonald's, 6% Nike, 5% Lowe's, 4% Starbucks. So you're really getting some some good companies. And the top 10 holdings represent about 68%, 68% of um, of of this XLY consumer discretionary sector, all the consumer discretionary stocks that trade on, on uh, in the S&P 500 index. Um, you know, it's, it's not a bad way to go. That's how you want to think about investing. This is why we don't invest in individual stocks. As I said, if you want representation in Amazon, buy XLY. This way you hedge your bet. You're getting a little bit of you know, some other great companies in there. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949, Hey, Zach, tell the listening audience, Zach Harris, my long-term producer, has a radio show every Sunday morning, and he talks sports, and he's all excited because it's football, football, football. Zach, tell the listening audience a little bit about your show. I'm live today at 11 a.m. on Fox Sports 980 95.9 FM, the second best show on the weekend outside of Stephen Boucher. Man, oh, man, this is why I love this guy, Zach Harris. The one and only, and he's got a great voice for radio as well, folks. Listen to that voice. Um, so if you like sports, tune in at 11 because he really does have a good show. 1-800-TALK-WGY. 1-800-825-5949. Any questions whatsoever, give me a call. Um, so as I said, we had a, you know, up and down week. I mean, for those of you that hung in there Tuesday, holy moly, a little bit of volatility, wouldn't you say? Um, the high techs, you know, high, high flying tech stocks have really, as much as they've taken us to the moon, remember all those great, you know, all those great, um, shuttles and, and, and rocket ships come back to Earth, folks. No pun intended. So, you know, these high-flying tech stocks that, that really took off, they're going to come back. And if you always wanted to invest in them, wait till they come back. You'll get another bite at that apple. I promise you. Be patient. Um, look at some, some beaten-up areas. Not energy. I, I, I don't know what to think about energy. I, I hate to keep poo-pooing energy, but you know, energy is so crazy right now. Um, we're, 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 we're staying away from energy, even though it's cheap, and it is cheap, and I hate the word cheap. It's like interest rates. Interest rates are cheap. You know, do you want to lock your money into a U.S. 10-year Treasury note yielding 0.63%? Absolutely not. Anybody who owns bond funds are being really, you're, you're not being rewarded whatsoever. You're taking it on the chin. We're happy with our bond holdings. You know, if you, if you look at 
the 30-day SEC yield on some of our bond holdings. Our top holding is the aggregate bond, and that's yielding 1.2%. Doesn't sound like a lot, but remember, bonds go up and down in price as well, folks. And year-to-date, this is up almost 7% year-to-date. So here, our top bond holding is up 7%. It's only getting a 1.2% yield, but it's up 7%. We have the Vanguard short-term bond. It's only yielding 0.36%, but it's up 4.35% year-to-date, 4.35%. Another one of our core holdings, the DFA Global Core Plus Fixed Income like the aggregate bond fund yielding only 1.22%, but it's up almost 5.75%, almost 6% year to date. That's not bad, is it? That's not bad. We have an actively managed fund in there, the, the double line total return managed by Jeff, Jeffrey Gunlock, yielding just about 2%. So it's the best yield that we have, and it's up 3% year to date. Um, you know, not bad. We're actually looking at maybe trimming some of our fixed income holdings and getting into some alternative assets. And I'm not sure what those alternative assets will be. You know, in the past, I've had preferred stocks. I've had REITs. I've had master limited partnerships where we think outside the box because, as I said, bonds can be as volatile as stocks. And you have to be real careful with bonds especially now. I mean, interest rates are low. Jeffrey, or I'm sorry, Jay Powell, the Fed Reserve Chair, said that he's going to keep interest rates low for, for the foreseeable future and well through 2021. So we don't see a whole lot happening with interest rates. And if you want to get some yield, you may need to take on some risk. If we sell some of our bond holdings and get into some alternative assets, we're taking on risk, but we're managing that risk. Our clients know that, you know, there's going to be ups and downs. At the end of the day, we're looking to get them the best returns we can with the least amount of risk. But that doesn't mean there's not risk. Absolutely, there's risk in these holdings. And we will manage that risk. So we may, you know, because we we just don't want a lot. You know, the most guaranteed money out there is that U.S. 10-year Treasury note. And they had 0.6%, depending on what day you look at it. We don't want to lock our clients' money up getting 0.6%. There's no need to do that. That's why we spend so much time choosing our fixed income investments and those holdings that I just shared with you, our clients are doing pretty well with our bond holdings, but we may be trimming it and we may be getting into some alternative assets. And I'll I'll share with our clients when we do that why we're doing it and let them know that there's risk that comes with it. It's not guaranteed. It's not like cash. Cash is guaranteed, but you're you're not being paid anything with cash. So you have to be real careful. I can't believe the end of the show is coming up. Folks, thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoy your Sunday. It's beautiful out there. Go out and do something fun and nice. Enjoy the sunshine, warmth. Hey, remember, it's just going to be a matter of time before we're stuck inside and you're going to look outside the window and there's going to be white stuff out there, not green stuff. So for the meantime, let's hope we have a positive week in the markets. But if we don't, that's okay. Stocks don't always go up. Thank you for tuning in. Go to our website, Boucher.com.
Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more.